What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another midweek assault on your eardrums with another those guys you hate mini sesh. Tyler, what is going on, brother? Only your eardrums because we cannot physically touch you yet. Yet. Keyword being yet. But the tech is being worked on as we speak. Tyler, it is so good to see you here again. Uh, life is tumultuous by design, but luckily you and I get together once or twice a week and we get to hang out with each other and, and hopefully have a good time. Very much so. And uh, and yeah, this is a nice uh, repetition in our week, a nice consistency that we get to do this every week. Sure. Twice a week. And I'm happy to be here with you again this week. Now, for the people who don't know, a mini sesh is unlike our other show, which is uh, loosely scripted. This one is where Tyler and I get together. We tell a story from our past. And this week, I am going to be telling the original bartender confession. I, I'm sure you have heard this story somewhere along the line, but this is where I experienced for the first time as a bartender, I could probably get a lot of good stories from this occupation. So this is your parents being murdered in an alley origin story. Sure. Yeah, sure. awesome. Okay. And if you hope for something enough, you can wish it into existence. Absolutely. Yeah. We are, Our thoughts become reality. All you have to do is think about it enough. And buy a knife. So what I realized, one of my favorite things about being a bartender is, I'll tell you here in a second, but let me foreshadow. I have an issue where I, let's say, go out to eat with someone. I am there with you. I don't pick up my phone. We are fully engaged. That's my jam. Unfortunately, I am also fully engaged with every other table around us. I'm listening to what other people are saying. I'm interested in their relationships. Is that that girl's dad? Is that her boyfriend? What is going on here? Are they both single? Are they What's both, happening? Yeah, right, yeah. right. Could I turn this into a win for all of us? Mm -hmm. A win, win, win? Mm -hmm. But um, Ah, the rare win, win, win. It's not easy, Tyler. Yeah. So when you are a bartender, the great thing about the occupation is... Like a janitor, like a potted plant, people don't notice you as being there. You're not a person. You're part of the tableau. You are part of the environment. You're the help. And the help right. is only as good as <laughs> as little as you can see them. Well, and the, and the great thing about it is, much like, uh, let's say, a broom, people are more than happy to talk about whatever they're talking about in front of you as if you don't exist. Yep. And I'm not insulting any of those occupations because I am was and am one. So I'm talking about my experiences. Well, I think this is in the same realm as how we behave in our cars, where it's like, everybody can sure, see you. Sure, But I'm going to eat this booger, Tyler. I'm going to do it. I can't it's, pass this one this up. This is America, and I, I can do what I want. I am in my fortress of solitude. Just me and my booger. So... Uh, tail as old as time. I, guys in your car, we see you picking your nose. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. You're going to eat it? So, so I'm washing dishes and you know, in that situation, the sink is on the other side of the bar. So my head is down. You're getting the crown of my head. I'm leading with the crown. It's a sexy crown. It's a sexy crown. It's a Thank sexy you. crown. What yeah. is a king without a crown? So I am doing my dishes and there are two youths in front of me. Now, when I say youths, teenagers, I'm, well, that would be illegal. I, I'm talking about kids who are probably just over the age of 21 now. At the age that I'm at now, I would say these are two kids. At the time, they are my contemporaries. Sure. So we're all youths. And I'm there, and they have had a couple. And what's great about that is you are, you know, there's that, that Greek proverb, in wine there's truth. 
especially as people start to get wound up, you get to really experience their personalities. You you were in the restaurant business for a long time. I'm sure you've experienced some of this. Oh, very much so. And I've always gone by, or at least for long enough, I've gone by the belief that drunk words are sober thoughts. Drunk words are so, well, the thing is with that is I think a lot of times you're experiencing thoughts that you've never really allowed yourself to have. They're back there banging around. That's what I'm saying. And you, you keep them at bay. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. Those are thoughts that are already in there. Being drunk does not make you say things that you don't already uh, have in there to some capacity. So you're saying they're not implanting thoughts. They're just releasing ones that were already there. It, it drops the walls so whatever's in there can get out. It's not implanting anything. If I had drank enough, I will absolutely drop my walls uh, repeatedly. And now here's the thing. And, and I actually just had this conversation today. Perhaps some of the reason why I'm so mopey. I, when, when I get drunk, Good word. And I tend to, as I'm sure some people do, deal with things in anger. This has nothing to do with the story. We're just talking about it. I, that's my go-to. I, when my when my defenses drop, I am frustrated. I used to do that as well. I used to be that way. I used to, you, you remember me, I used to be filled with not even anger, with rage. And, um, and yeah, I've moved past that. But now, not like as if I'm perfect now, instead of becoming enraged, now it's just like somber and, and almost like an emptiness. It's not a lot of fun. Neither is really all that much fun. Oh, I'm talking about both of us. But I suggest that we should keep on doing it, Tyler, just to get a, a good sample size. So here's the thing. <laughs> As if we have a choice. <laughs> Someone help me, Betty Ford, if you're out there. Get me off this ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like literally just butt-chugging Jack Daniels all times of the day. All right, I'm back in. Okay. <laughs> we fixed our problem. So butt-chugging, is that still happening? We can review boots on the ground journalism. You know, we're going to have to see how effective is butt chugging. <laughs> I'm serious. Why are people doing that? Just like, like that, that youth culture of just get yourself as effed up as possible. That's, that's what it is, is get to the end of the line as quickly as possible and shoot past the line. For those who don't know, butt chugging is putting a funnel in your anal cavity and then, and then funneling alcohol into it. It absorbs into your bloodstream faster mm. and it, Gets you drunk. However, that's not where liquid is supposed to go in. It's where it's supposed to go out. Am I pooping? Right? Oh, wait a minute. That's where liquid is supposed to come out. I Okay. Let's everybody bring it back. I'm sorry. These mini sessions are supposed to tell a, a story from one point to the next. Everybody poops, right? But we, gotta, we stopped in many different places. So if we could move past the liquid <laughs> chatting. And so these two kids, if you remember, that's where we were. Uh-huh. These two... Young men. Oh, that's right. Are sitting at the bar, and you can tell they're amped up. They're having some discussions. Now, normally, what I will do is I let people, especially when they first sit down, let some people, you know, let um, unless they're trying to bring me into it, I let them have their time. Let, let them acclimate. Let them let them acclimate. Let yeah. them get comfortable. Let them catch up because that's why they're there sure. together to catch up. Hopefully, let them catch that's up. why they're there. And when they get loose. Once they, you know, they've talked and whatever, I'll bring myself in if they're, if their personalities are calling for it. And, if, and, if they're and, having a quiet conversation, I stay out of it. And that is a physical and emotional representation of the walls coming down as you drink. That's exactly and, right. And that is a positive way where, hey, I don't feel as 
closed off, let me invite some people into my conversation. Social lubricant. I've That's had right. a couple of drinks. Now, with this stranger who is talking to me, my mind isn't going, who the F is this guy? Why is he getting involved in our conversations? Is what I'm saying okay? Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, hey, come here. Hell listen yeah. to this. Yeah. yeah, come here, buddy. Yep. Uh, so which, uh, maybe that's one of the reasons why I like the environment so much. I feel like you really get people without that business, uh, business, business, business. Hello. My name is blah, blah, like the business version. I'm of me. sold. Right, show me the dotted yes. line. You said business three times. Yeah. I will buy whatever you're selling. It's like Beetlejuice or Bloody Mary. I'm talking it into existence. <laughs> so. Um, I just like that. I like the party atmosphere. I like, and maybe I see some of myself in it. And there's some chaos to it. Oh, there is nothing but chaos. I was being to generous. It. I love you, mommy. Oh. So what happens is go to our first uh, mini sesh for that reference. These two kids, which was a bartender confession as well. Our very first. So what happens is these two kids are going back and forth. Okay. So all of a sudden, and, and just just gonna, to clarify, there's anger rising between them. Not anger, but you can see there's some discord. There are. Uh, it's heated and they're laughing about it, but okay. you could tell they're laughing about a situation they didn't agree on. Mm. Now I'm paying attention. I'm hearing a little bit of it. I hear that a strip club is mentioned because I am closer to them than I am to you right now. Mm. I am probably within two feet of these people. How could there be any anger or frustration when there comes to a strip club? Those places are filled with nothing but positive vibes, Ryan. Nothing bad happens in a strip club. So what's the problem? Uh, probably dad stuff. Yeah, you probably were. A lot of that. Yeah. So these kids, what one of them, I hope it's okay that I'm calling them kids. I mean, young men, one of them, the one that it seems to be most quote unquote agitated gets up and goes to the bathroom. Okay. So I am now there with the mildly drunk, um, you know, the other one. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe it. Really. You're quantifying drunkness. <laughs> sure. You got the drunk one and the drunk one. So the, the drunk the, one. The less agitated one, right? right? Okay. The one who seems to be defending himself and enjoying it a little bit sure yeah because it's not they're not truly fighting but they are going back and forth sure so i say to him they've been there for a little while i say to them and i'm still young at this point i haven't been eroded by the business <laughs> and life it's not just being a bartender it's just life wait you know? are, are you speaking to your lack of tact at the time or or Having it. It's just, when I first became a bartender, just the way that being a bartender is romanticized in movies, yeah. in literature, and some of what I'm describing, I think, speaks to that. Where you're in the middle of people's situations, you are a therapist, you are a doctor, you are putting stuff in some people's drinks. That that lends to that, that um, I don't know, that again, that romanticism of the occupation. Yes, ma'am, I'm not a literal doctor. I wish you wouldn't have showed that to me. And yes, you should get it checked. Are those polyps? <laughs> so, <laughs> Kevin Polyp. So, here's the deal. I say to the, I say to the kid, I say, I, dude, I don't mean to butt in, yeah. but I've got to ask you, what is going on with you two? Mm -hmm. And he's got the biggest smile on oh, his face. Like it. he's and he's looking over his shoulder, making sure that the guy isn't coming back. Like he's got a, he has a secret that he wants to share with all. I hate this term. <laughs> I hate that I'm using it. Shit eating grin. He's got a uh, shit eating grin. Okay. Like, all a, right. like the Cheshire yeah. cat or 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 
if we're just keep going down this cliche hallway, the bird that ate the canary, like someone who's done something wrong and feels a little bit good about it. For sure. I think, uh, I think shit eating green is uh, a regional thing down here. I hate here. it. Yeah. I hate it. For those of you who may it not It should know. be a shit eating frown. <laughs> it, it should, right? Unless you're enjoying it. Uh, or a shit eating floss. It's, uh, it's when you have, like he said, the Cheshire cat, where you have the, just the biggest grin on your face because you're getting into something um, not underhanded, but uh, something that maybe you shouldn't be dabbling in. You're being in. a little rapscallion. A yeah, Look at all the tomfoolery on this motherfucker. Uh, tomfoolery, great one. So, he kind of does that thing that people do right before they're about to tell a racist joke. He kind of looks around a little bit. <laughs> okay. And, and, he, and he spills his guts. Okay. And he's like, so listen, we were in a strip club maybe two or three nights ago. Okay. And we're drinking a bunch. And we know how this goes. We've been at a strip club where, where very few times in our lives, but there's one time in particular that I'm thinking of. No, but but there, I don't think you can go to a strip club and not drink. I think those two things are associated with each other. You cannot be there and be a sober person because then you look around and go, wow, I've made some terrible choices in life. I do that even when I'm drunk. I, can, <laughs> I, I cannot go to a strip club because I start analyzing everyone and I am just... Stop rubbing my shoulders. Where have you been? Kleenex hand jobs? What are you doing? <laughs> so <laughs> I bring Tip one you of, for what? <laughs> bringing me back to my childhood trauma? No, thank you. I bring in one of those Dateline black lights and I'm just like, what's this? What is this? Orange juice? I don't think so. <laughs> so he says we went to a strip club the other night and we had been drinking and my buddy who just went to the bathroom, he decided to go to a VIP room. Okay, so he's there in the VIP room, and he made the big-time decision to have sex with this stripper without a condom. Ah. Okay, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Those chemicals in your brain. Yeah. As a man, probably as some women, but you think of it more as, as, as testosterone as a man, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. will get you to do some crazy shit, bro. Will get you to do some crazy shit. Well, uh, well, again, this is the third reference to it. Much like the alcohol, dropping those walls and letting things out that you normally wouldn't let out, those chemicals, those, let's call them mating chemicals, surpass, can drive yeah. you, anybody, to do crazy shit. It shuts those inhibitions to keep you safe down and guides you to, to a one singular objective. And man, we, especially as men, can do some really dumb shit in the quest for sex. Poontang, Tyler. Yep. And the scientific term. And that's it. That's what the doctors call it. Be like, you've got an infection in your poontang. Mm. So, oh, no, doctor. <laughs> it's turned bluntang. So here's, we'll cut that. Here is, so, so he goes in there, he has sex. Now, in the moment, he's feeling great because his wiener is inside of a vagina. Um, well, and I think there's something to be said about the situation. It's a high-intensity, high-adrenaline situation. Sure. And you're not supposed to be doing you're it. Not, you're breaking the law. Costing you a bunch of money, probably. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's like pulling a lever of a different kind of slot machine. And my mind goes to, and, and, and I don't mean to add any judgment to it, 
you've got to assume that stripper didn't just particularly like this guy. Maybe she did. Maybe this is just a, a crazy stroke of, of love in the looking for love in all the right places. There's a bit of arrogance that goes into this stripper is definitely only having unprotected sex with me. Tell her! She was! <laughs> you should have seen the way she was touching me, She Tyler. loved me! I can feel it. It wasn't her words. It was her bumpy vagina. It, no. it was the energy and the dollars passing between us. <laughs> it was the currency and the non-fungible tokens that, that, that pass back and forth. Wow, these strippers are really becoming entrepreneurs accepting NFTs. The ebb and flow. I, I don't want to tell you where I swipe my card. So he says that, of course... Once that adrenaline has passed, they are now back at the table. They are now back in the car and they are headed home. Doom, much like chlamydia, has set in, Tyler. Post-sex clarity. Oh, no. Post-sex clarity. It can be one of the most beautiful experiences of your life. No. No, or, I, I say the meanest trick perpetuated <laughs> on us by God, Tyler. Or in his situation, the holy shit, what have I done? Why have you forsaken me? <laughs> now, all of us know that feeling. Now, maybe it's not ratcheted up to those stakes, but all of us know that feeling. Maybe it's been associated with cheating or hooking up with a friend or doing something that you just know, like, this is going to bite me in the dick. Oh, yeah. Every, oh. In, in waiting for STD results or just... Waiting, looking at your dick, hoping that something doesn't pop up. You know what I mean? Literally, Literally. and figuratively. And that's the thing. You, you the waiting game mm. is there, there are few, let me be careful with this, but there are a few emotional hells greater than that waiting game in particular. Yeah, where you're just staring at your dick and you you're waiting for <laughs> who's staring at their dick? Oh, I have spent <laughs> so much of my life staring at my dick, waiting for you know those thermometers that you put in a turkey that when they're ready they pop up? Yes. I'm looking for one of those, Tyler. I'm just like, ah, oh, there it is. I was gonna I say fucking knew it. Much like a pot of water doesn't boil if you stare at it, you're just hoping nothing will happen That's it. while you look directly at it at all times. Please don't let me see boils. <laughs> you couldn't have said it better, Tyler. Okay, let's bring it down. Let's bring it down. So the, on the way home, they have to stop at a gas station. And let me tell you, if you're going to a strip club and you're drinking so heavily that you have sex with a stripper unprotected, probably get gas on the way. Make as few stops as you can. Get your, I mean, I'm not suggesting that you drive drunk. I think you shouldn't do it. I think you should call an Uber. But if you do do it, go straight home. Don't get gas. Don't hang out waiting for a cop to pull up. Is that, am I giving bad advice here? No, you put the disclaimer of call don't an Uber. Do it. Call an Uber. Don't it's do it. Much like uh, don't kill, but when you do, don't drunk drive, but when you do, go straight home. Go straight home. <laughs> Weave your ass home. Now, <laughs> try, to, try to avoid the weaving. Close one eye. <laughs> I think I think we're liable to be sued yeah, here, Tyler. Yeah, just so you know, we are not experts on anything. Uh, anything. So, so to put a little bow tie on this, so as the one guy who did not pump the stripper is out pumping gasoline, the one who did wanders around and come, you know, is now filled with anxiety. They, they stopped for gas. They, they did not follow your one simple rule for drunk driving. That's where I got the rule from, Tyler. <sighs> listening to their story, so. 
I, I hope I explained that clearly. The guy who did not have sex is, is pumping the gas. The guy who did is now filled with angst and turmoil, and he comes around the and car. And he has nothing to concentrate on. He, know, he doesn't have the job to pump the gas, so now his mind is able to just wander. Just to wander freely, which is- Never good. Anybody who's ever listened to this show, don't ever listen to your thoughts, okay? Get away from that shit. Mm-hmm. So he comes around. Now, this is where their relationship skews a little bit from ours, okay? He- is very worried. He is now doing as I suggested. He is dick gazing, Tyler. He is looking at his own dick in the car to make sure, like, as if uh, something's going to magically appear right. 30 minutes right. later. As if he just shook a magic eight ball and it turns out, like, you have issues. <laughs> like, he's holding a handful of, like, radioactive material uh-huh. and he's just waiting yeah. for his body to start breaking. They're glowing. They're glowing. <laughs> they're glowing. So, so, but he's drunk though. No, agreed. And I was going to say on a a more um, serious note, getting into that kind of mindset while you're drunk, especially can really lead you down some very dark paths. But I don't think that you have any sort of choice. Like you're in full out panic. You just did something that is extremely dangerous. Yeah, no, I'm saying because of the situation, because of where- don't do that. No, definitely don't do that. But because of where he's now- mentally i i can't i've never done that and again i'm definitely not going to judge him i've made some bad decisions sure. in my life i'm not going to judge him but i've never done that so i can't I, I i've made some really poor decisions with women that aren't strippers for sure and where i have to do the waiting game we all have let's not castigate this one youth we've all done a version of this but this one is a is a bit egregious you know we know somebody who's done something along these lines. For sure. And, but you know what? This is, okay. I'm sorry. That's, and I'm going to attempt something right here. Is that not schadenfreude? Uh, they made it out unscathed. Did I say it correctly? You did. I was talking about your laughing sure. at the person that we know. They made it out, to the best of my knowledge, unscathed. That's fair. But it is when I learned that information... My jaw hit the freaking floor. What we, are you doing, brother? We were shocked in the moment. We all learned it together. That is that is French Tickler roulette. Dude. That is, Don't, yeah. I mean, what you're doing is just crazy. Yeah. So he walks around the car. The guy is filling with gas. He's freaking out. And he says, hey, I, you know, he, he already understands the situation. He pulls out his dick and says, do you see anything? So far, so good. Do you see anything? That mm. is where I, I don't know that you and I would reach that no, level. No, no, no. Not only, I mean, look, if there was some sort of a, a situation where me showing you my dick would help, I, I would happily do it. That one, it, it feels a little bit to me, not by passing any judgment. You just want to show this guy your dick. Is that unfair? For sure. And, and yeah. yeah, I'm beginning to suspect he was just in some kind of mood. <laughs> Wait a minute. There was no stripper, was there? Uh, and then Ashton Kutcher runs out. <laughs> You've been punked. Now get your dick out of him and let's go back to the studio. Yeah, and and... I don't have any kind of relationship like that in my own life, so I can't speak to anybody out there where that maybe they can just... I say good on you. M- maybe they can just get naked in front of each other without any kind of words being processed, but you can't just go around showing your dick to people. There's two different Americas. What are you going to do? <laughs> so, so as he's showing this guy... I don't think you're allowed to use that reference in this scenario. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? You got showers and non-showers. That's it. That's what I'm pretty sure all of that means. So as he's oh, showing boy. him his dick, here is the, the the payoff to the story, which I don't think you're supposed to tell people. Here's the payoff to mm-hmm, the story. Mm-hmm. As he's showing him drunkenly his dick, his friend responds in kind by drunkenly saying, hey, I got you, player. 
pulls the gas pump out of the holster, shoots the guy's oh. dick with gasoline. Okay, now, Tyler. From what I know of gasoline, it's not supposed to come in contact with human skin. Well, when you say human skin, let me direct you to, you know, there are different types of human skin. Very much. You got the hand skin. Oh, I've got my collection. You I got understand. <laughs> sure, sure. I love that nipple belt, by the way. It is perfect for spring. <laughs> well, it's like the skin around the eyes. Sure. The skin around that area. It's very, very thin very and sensitive. thin. It, thank God it's very sensitive. Thank God. It's very delicate. It is, uh, all skin is not created the same. <laughs> it's, it's very true. No, I don't mean in color. I mean in <laughs> thickness and durability. That's going to come back to bite you. <laughs> don't cut that up. All skins are great. There's only one type of America. One type of America. I, I got to stop putting these things together. Oh, that's a bumper. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Little bookends there. So, <laughs> so he sprays the the youth's dick with unleaded gasoline. And what they were arguing about there at the bar, I believe it was the night before, what they were there arguing about at the bar was the ramifications of this decision. Yeah, that can't be good. A descriptor that was used to me is red like a lobster. Ah, yes, like sunburnt yes. to hell. Sure. I, I mean, beyond sunburnt, chemically burnt. And just, I mean, just, I, I don't know if there are any doctors out there getting in touch with us. What happens to your scrotum when it's covered in, in gasoline? I'm going to reach out to a couple people that might be able to answer that. I know you got them on speed dial, Tyler. Mm -hmm. I know you got that that group chat going on. Hey, Matt, dip your balls <laughs> in gasoline. I'm going to call you later. Skadoosh. So, and that is the original bartender confession. That is where I realized very early in my bar career, this might be for me. Absolutely. Like, like the fact that I don't know these guys at all and I am now involved in your most intimate of lobster red secrets. I'm into this, man. Well, you definitely, get, you definitely get a lot of natural oversharers yep. at the bar and then you introduce alcohol. Like and a moth to a flame. It's a wild west of crazy people that come in oh we talked the other uh i don't know maybe 20 sessions ago about a a lady i walked in where it was me and two other guys and she told me and the black guy about the differences in us going down on women mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. just totally lumped us into categories and it was special because for the, sure the guy i was with took it in stride and really laughed about it i mean it was unfair i don't think that that man should have been the representation for his race well it brought it it, it actually was brought back up very recently, and he, a black man, said, hey, that isn't true. That isn't true. They said, when's the last time you went down on a woman? He said, 2020. <laughs> I said, bro. I'm sorry. We're doing a whole nother mini sesh. We're doing a whole nother mini sesh. Statute of limitations, bro. Yeah, because That's it hasn't happened in so long it doesn't count. I did it this morning. So, nonetheless, what? I've asked you to stop coming into my room. I live down there. <laughs> So I don't know if this is any good. I don't know if this is the rantings of two lunatics. It is. But that is old Lobster Dick himself, the original bartender confession. That is uh, Lobster Dick. Um, Lobster Dick, I know you listen to our show, so please call in and uh, let us know. Did it, uh, did it dissolve off? After all of these years, what is, the, uh, what is the conclusion of your story? I hypothesize a deflated testicle. I don't know why. I feel like it- Like it, a punctured lung? It's just shrank down Like we were talking about cooking a marshmallow for a s'more from the inside. I'm just imagining two raisins. And that is the mini sesh. Tyler, great job. Thank, Thank you. you for, I, I hope this is entertaining. I never really know. 
it's not. We were all over the place, but uh, I appreciate it. You have lifted my spirits. I genuinely feel better, as I often do when we do this stuff. So I appreciate you. Good, good. I'm glad. And for those of you out there, be on the lookout for some new stuff coming out. We're going to be trying some new things. So, uh, and thank you for all of you who support us. Please go to thoseguysyouhate.com and subscribe to everything. We hopefully will continue to fail upwards. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Red circle. <clears throat> Red circle. Tyler, what's up, man? Not much, buddy. What's up with you? Eh, just life, bro. Just life. I- I'm reading frustration from you. Am I reading that incorrectly? Uh, no. You're. I don't know. I. I guess just. You know what it is that uh, everything in my life, very often when I'm dealing with stuff, it just manifests itself as anger. I don't know. I think that some people. Uh, have this same kind of thing, and it's, I don't know, sadness or anxiety or whatever. Whenever I go through just some of the stuff in my life, the way that my, I don't know, the way that my body deals with it is just with kind of frustration. It's it's an unfortunate, it's an unfortunate thing. I don't know. Yeah, a little bit, a little tense today. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. It's all good, man. It's, um, it, I'm just trying to, you know, move on about my day. What's up with you? Uh, not much, man. Got to run in earlier today. I'm feeling good. That's great, dude. Uh, hearing that you are feeling terrible makes me feel like I'm doing even better. You're on top. I am standing on your carcass to reach highest of heights. Hey, while you're up there, could you grab the graham crackers? Because I've just, <laughs> I've just been struggling, if I could be honest. And a s'more would help me. Get the cobwebs while you're up there. You like a graham cracker? Oh, absolutely. I love no, a graham it's, cracker. It's, it's a good uh, a s'more. I don't know if the work is worth, if the juice is worth the squeeze, so to speak, but a s'more, if it's done for me, delicious. I think that the biggest part of uh, s'mores is actually engineering the s'more, getting the perfect consistency. How do you like the, how do you like the, the marshmallow? You like it? Oh, you got to Me- toast it. Medium, medium well. No, I like to do it Pittsburgh where uh, it's like toasted <laughs> on the outside and it's I, still super nice and mushy on the inside. I don't think you have a lot of options. I don't think there's a lot of people cooking it from the inside out. Are there well done marshmallows? Sure. I take a match and I shove it in there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like a s'more. The thing is for me personally is that you gotta, I don't like the, the ratio of chocolate too high. If it's too much chocolate, I like an open face s'more. I, you know what? I'm getting off topic here. So, okay. That's great that you're doing so well, you piece of shit. Yeah. Thank you. What, uh, what is the plan for tomorrow? You said tomorrow you have something new that you want to, and you, you, you said it to me in such a weird way. You're like, Hey, Wednesday, you want to do the show? I was so hopped up on my, off of my run. I'm like, what are you talking about? I attacked you with this information. Well, but just with, <laughs> with bad information. No information. So you're like, Hey, tomorrow you want to do the show? And I'm like, what? And, and I was like, the show, tomorrow, you want to do it? Well, just to paint the picture correctly, Ryan likes to sit out back and, and you know, do his, his morning routine. And I'm reading such a good book right now, but please continue. That's awesome. And and um, and um so he's sitting there, and he, and he likes to avoid the sun. Nobody wants the sun in their face. He sits in the shadow. Depending upon how... I, he I sits actually, in the shadows. I meditated in the sun today, but oh, okay. it got to be too much, so I came back. <laughs> it's hot. Sun be hot, y'all. 
like, you are defeated by the sun. It was like Which 60, is- it was like 60 degrees out. I'm like, let's get a little of this action. Cause I do believe, I, I think it's science. There's something in sunlight that our body just needs. You know what I mean? That's vitamin D. Is Ryan, really Ryan wants that D. So you came outside. I'm sitting in the shadows. And I was just immediately hovering over you. You're sitting in your seat. I'm standing over you. There's already a little bit of a step down that you need to take. So now I'm hovering over you. And I just, I think I like pointed in your face and I just said, hey, live show tomorrow. Or I said, what are you doing? What's your schedule tomorrow at noon? Well, that's the thing. The whole ask was very convoluted because you were giving me such small amounts of information. So you're like, hey, what are you doing Wednesday at noon? I thought, yeah, I don't know. Is this guy moving? Like, what's about to happen? Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, yeah, let's do, I want to do the show. Let's do a live show. Right, right. And I said, the show? What do you, what do you, yeah, the show. We'll do the show live. Now that, that, that usually involve the show generally involves me doing a bunch of work. So how could I show up for the show? That that's just where my confusion is. Gotcha. Do I need to be ready for something? Normally I I have notes, I have plans. Nope. I just want you to be here and be a little less you, but be you, nevertheless. I'll drink tonight and I'll probably be <laughs> energized tomorrow. That's it. I haven't drank in the last two nights. I'm just Oh, that's good. I, I'm coming face to face with my feelings and I want to punch my way out, Tyler. Emergency latch yeah. <laughs> initiate. Emergency scotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Break glass, drink scotch. So I assaulted you with these little, not even bits of information, just string of words is all they were. I just started shouting words at you. Sure. And your confusion, which was totally rational, frustrated me, which made me speed up even more. I noticed. And your frustration frustrated me, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> so. And then I, I walked away from it after we'd finally gotten the message uh, clear between Still us. Still wasn't sure. <laughs> And I walked away from that and maybe three steps away from you. I was like, that was a terrible job by me. I was confused. Yeah. But nonetheless, yeah. we will figure it out tomorrow as we figure out this one but, today. But to finish the thought, we are going to be doing a live show tomorrow, Wednesday, the 19th of January. And uh, and I'm going to test it out. We're going to see how it goes. And much like these mini sessions, maybe it can become a weekly thing. Let's go.